Folks online, um, if you are going to be inspired to put on a mask or costume or anything of that nature, you might take a moment right now to right-click there and um, rename yourself. Just put an asterisk in front of your name. That will make you rise up to the top of the gallery so everybody can see you being a reindeer or bunny or whatever it is, maybe an angel. Because we are going to retell the old story of the miraculous birth of Jesus this morning. But we're going to give it our, our own slant. We will base our story on two early Christian stories of Jesus' birth, the books of Matthew and Luke. We'll make this a story of freedom and liberation. And since we are universalists, ours is a story of hope for all people. Instead of just listening to or watching the story of the birth of Jesus, we are going to be inside it. At various points in the story, I will ask if some of you, either here in person or online, would be willing to become one or more of the characters in the story. Because of social distancing here in person, everybody will remain in their chairs. Their children may have received costumes in the mail, and if so, and you uh, put them together, you can put them on at the correct time. And those of you who received costumes when you walked in here in person can also put them on at the correct time. And in a couple of cases, I'm going to ask for volunteers, at least one of which is prearranged. And uh, I will ask volunteers to put on some simple costumes so that those who did not bring costumes or did not receive them as they walk in can still participate. Now let's begin. If you wish, close your eyes for a moment. Transport yourself to another time and another place. Imagine that a story is going to unfold before your very eyes. A brand new story that you've never heard before. Imagine that after years and years of hearing stories about people bowing down before powerful kings and emperors and dictators and tyrants, you finally hear a story in which three powerful, wise people kneel down alongside some shepherds before one tiny newborn child. Imagine that after years of hearing story after story telling of terrible wars, you are at last hearing the friendly story of a baby. The story of a humble carpenter and his wife, the baby that is born to them in a stable, shepherds in a starlit field who go to see the newborn child, and peaceful animals who gather round in the stable where the baby lies in the cow's feeding trough. Imagine that, imagine that at last you are going to hear a story in which everyone is longing for peace on earth and goodwill to all persons everywhere. Imagine that after years of hearing stories about the results of hatred and oppression and persecutions, you finally are hearing a story about the transforming power of love. Now slowly open your eyes, listen and watch carefully. Let the story begin. To start the story, we need somebody to be Caesar Augustus, the emperor of Rome. 
Fortunately, our Vice President of Finance, Kevin Crane, has agreed to be the tax, uh, the person to whom we pay taxes. <laughs> Kevin, I'm going to bring you a laurel leaf crown, and you can keep it when you're done. In those days, long, long ago, a decree went out from the Emperor, Caesar Augustus, saying, all the world should be registered so they can pay taxes to me. All the people were required to go to the town where they had been born to register. For some people, that meant a long journey. Joseph, a carpenter, had to go all the way from the town of Nazareth up in Galilee to the southern part of Judea, Bethlehem, the city of David. He went with Mary, the woman he was planning to marry because she was expecting a child. They started on their long journey, traveling by day and sometimes even by night, their road lit only by stars. If you look carefully, you will now see an imaginary Mary and Joseph walking through cyberspace on their way to Nazareth. Since this is a starlit night, could everybody please hold up your hands like this as if you're twinkling stars? There we go. Oh, I'm seeing people. On Zoom, they're doing it too. Lots of stars everywhere. Hey, there we go. Joseph and Mary knew it was not going to be an easy journey because Mary was almost ready to have her baby. At least they had a donkey Mary could ride on, and at least the twinkling stars made the road seem friendly. Thank you for the stars. Now that Joseph and Mary have traveled through cyberspace to Bethlehem, you can put your hands down. When Joseph and Mary got to Bethlehem, they discovered that there was no room at the inn. But the inn was the only place in town with comfortable beds. Mary and Joseph had to take shelter in a stable cut into the side of a hill. And they settled in to sleep there among the animals. Now we need some animals. If you got one of the animal headband costumes, uh, please put it on and... I'm going to offer some to, we don't need sheep quite yet, we need animals. Yeah, that's yeah, what but, we yeah, need. But it is all, it's all I got, and it's all I got. Here. The sheep. Oh, okay. Oh, reindeer. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, this is a chicken. If there were two of them, there'd be reindeer. Sorry, sorry. I see rabbits. Oh, look at this. I see, you never see chickens in the portrait. Why not? Everybody has chickens. They're easy to keep. We even have chickens some in our backyards here, right? Excellent. All right. The gentle animals welcomed Joseph and Mary into their stable. And that very night, the, night came, the time came for Mary to give birth. It was a stable. So when the baby was born, of course, there was no cradle for Mary to lay her baby in. But one of the cows was kind enough to lend her feeding trough for a cradle. Ooh. Are you that kind cow? Thank you, thank you, kind cow. And Joseph and Mary laid their new baby there among the hay in the feeding trough. Now we need some shepherds. So if you brought a shepherd's headscarf, you can put it on or you can improvise one. I guess I look like a shepherd. And we also need sheep. <laughs> For the yeah. shepherds to watch. So yeah, if you have a sheep mask, you can hold it up now. In that region, there were shepherds who lived for months at a time out in the fields, 
watching over their flocks of sheep by night. They had to watch over their sheep because there were wolves in the hills that would gladly eat a sheep if they could get one. Luckily, I don't hear any wolves right now. Oh no! Ah! Now we need some messengers from the God of the Israelites, also known as angels of the Lord. If you made an angel halo from the gold pipe cleaners we passed out to people as they came in this morning, you can put your halo on right now. If anybody wants pipe cleaners or a halo, raise your hand, I'll bring you one. Any angels out there? On, that, on this night, as the shepherds stood watch in their fields, a messenger from God, also known as an angel, stood before them. This angel was truly magnificent, a being who was neither male nor female. And the glory of the God of the Israelites shone around the shepherds. Not surprisingly, when the shepherds saw a messenger from God, they were terrified. But the angel spoke gently, saying to them, Do not be afraid, for I have appeared to bring you good news of great joy for all the people of Israel. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah. This will be a sign to you. You will find a child wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a cow's feeding trough. Then the angel who had spoken went on to say, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth let there be peace and goodwill among all people everywhere. Now we need a whole lot of angels. Plus it's a little chilly here, so everybody might want to stand up, be an angel whether you have a halo or not, and Wave flap your wings, your wings yeah. to get your blood moving. We're a whole host of angels now. And there was a whole host of angels! singing and praising God, and the shepherds were amazed. Thank you, angels. You may sit down again. Uh, shepherds and sheep and friendly animals, we need you back again. Upon hearing the message from their God and hearing the songs of the angel choir, the shepherds said to one another, this is amazing. Let's go up to Bethlehem and actually see the baby the angel told us about. Being good shepherds who cared about their sheep, they brought the sheep along. Oh, I hear some sheep out there. Oh yeah, they're coming to Bethlehem. <laughs> so the shepherds went to Bethlehem with their sheep, and there they found Mary and Joseph and the new baby, just as that angel had told them. Afterwards, the shepherds would tell everyone what the angel had said to them about Mary and Joseph's new baby and everyone who heard the story was amazed. As for Mary, she already knew her baby was wonderful, but she listened carefully to what the shepherds said and treasured all she heard in her heart. The shepherds and sheep gathered around the feeding trough, admiring the baby. I wonder how you admire a baby in sheep. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm hearing some admiring sounds. They praised their God for this wonder of new birth, and they prayed and hoped that what the angel said would come true, that there would be peace, and er peace on earth and goodwill for all people, even lowly shepherds. 
Now we need some wise people who are also royalty. If you happen to bring a crown, now's the time to put it on. I have a couple of extra crowns and I'm gonna give them to our uh, audio and video crew who have been slaving away in the back. They are very wise. They figured out how to bring audio and video outdoors and indoors and people on the choir are seeing the screens just like the folks here. Yeah, oh, thank, I see some sheep there. Excellent. Awesome. The sheep grant beer. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, three wise persons who were kings and queens from the Far East came to Jerusalem. As these three wise persons journeyed their long, slow journey to Bethlehem, actually it took them 12 days to get there, which is why we talk about the 12 days of Christmas, they noticed that their way was lit by a large and bright star. Oh, we need somebody to be King Herod. I'm going to, King Herod is kind of a bad guy, so I think I'm going to make Bruce Olstad our music director, King Herod. I'm going to give him King Herod's crown. Hmm, the choir seems to think that's a good match. First, the wise persons went to visit King Herod and asked, where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star in the skies, and we have come to praise him and bring him gifts. Well, first King Herod left them in some vocal warm-ups. <laughs> and then he told the three wise persons about a prophecy which had been spoken long ago, that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. So the wise persons set out for Bethlehem. And as they walked, they saw ahead of them the star as they had first seen it, in the Far East. Now we need a star, and I think our treasurer, Kay Brown, is sort of the star of the show for the last year, so she's going to be the star. All right, Kay. The wise persons followed the star, wise of them, until it stopped over the stable where the newborn child was lying in the cow's feeding trough. Oh, you're getting a good glimmer there, Kay. When the wise persons entered the stable and saw the new baby, they were overwhelmed with joy at this new life. They knelt down to worship him, and they opened their bags, and they brought out gifts of gold, because the crowns of kings were made with gold, and frankincense, and myrrh, because myrrh was what was put in the oil used to anoint kings. Now we are done. Please leave one or more costumes on if you're willing while Amy finishes telling the story. Look around at this scene. It is a special night with stars and angels and shepherds and wise persons and animals. And they are all admiring a special baby who has just been born. Why would all these people stand around for such a long time to admire a tiny new baby? There's only one reason I can think of, if they're not the baby's actual grandparents. And that's because the birth of a child always brings hope for the future. And for a people who lived under oppressive Roman rule, all the while longing for liberation, 
The birth of a child must have been fraught with extra meaning. Will this be the child who leads us to freedom? Will this be the child who breaks our bonds of slavery and establishes a reign of peace and righteousness? So it is in our world today, in a world that sometimes seems hopeless, we still look with hope to the future. Every time a baby is born, we hope that this child will be one of the ones who leads us to a world of righteousness. And every time we tell this Christmas story, it reminds us that we must go out and work for liberation and justice. We, you and I, are the ones who are responsible for making sure the world is a better place for all the babies who are born.